are listening to a cup of mocha podcast. Hi guys and welcome back to a cup of mocha with your favorite podcast host, none other than Cynthia Mocha. Joining me today is a very special guest. I only have special guests on this podcast. Um, but yeah, I would actually let him introduce himself, give us a bit of background because his background is really important as to why we're having, it's very important to the topic that we're having today. Hello, everyone. My name is Tokwe Adenuga. I am a lifestyle uh, fitness instructor, um, engineer by career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dabble in financial markets and overall um, lifestyle, just uh, becoming a better person, better person, training people as well. Um, mm, thank wow. you, Cynthia, for inviting me to be on this uh, podcast with you. It's a pleasure to be and I'm excited. <laughs> oh my episode. goodness. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. Tofa is a very old friend. We go way back in Nigeria as well. I saw a lot of my um, guests and I go way back, but don't worry. Um, this is still a somewhat fresh face to you all. And for today's topic, we're going to be discussing masculinity and male vulnerability. And when I was looking for guests, I just felt who kind of had the background that was almost all encompassing of what the modern male or man is supposed to be like and you know who really fits that profile and let's kind of hear what they have to say about their idea on masculinity today especially we're gonna dissect it what does it mean to be masculine today and what ways Tope challenges masculinity and just how his everyday life kind of how masculinity plays into his work being in finance a male dominated industry industry um being a part of a fraternity oh yeah i am a member of alpha phi alpha fraternity incorporated i cross it the epsilon chapter at mm. texas tech fall 2018 um, the oldest coldest best fraternity eh? this is when they start to spit in a, in, a, in a, they just start to say all these words that i'm not familiar with but yeah <laughs> So that was pretty cool, huh? I said I had to put my uh, my fraternity on. Uh, oh, really? It, it, it also it also plays a very huge fact in why I'm as a person, how I've developed having brothers mm-hmm. you know, to hold you accountable. Also, I mean, it's something mm-hmm. we'll get to dissect into. Also, yeah, definitely. I I'm so interested in that because um, I'm really curious what an alpha man even means like I hear that all the time and why you even thought that was just something that I guess you fit into like maybe was it a persona is it the way you grew up you just kind of just always watched male figures be that alpha role like what, what it was that for you yes definitely um, I had a lot of alpha uh, men as role models growing up. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like you, first of all, are alpha men by heart, by the decisions, by the choices you make. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say you, you are alpha men before, and then the fraternity shapes you into using those skills, becoming a better person, handling your emotions a lot better, interacting, networking, being 
uh, accountable for your action. These are a little bit of the things that we got into in my fraternity. Oh, wow. That is amazing. I went, I guess people don't typically think that that's like at the forefront of what y'all really do, but it's amazing to see, like, I guess how far you've come. They, you know, it must be true in some way because, um, it seems to me, and I, I do want to get your own perspective because obviously like you lived your life and you made those choices and you know what your lifestyle is. But, you know, I just, um, I, th- I find it pretty great that you found a brotherhood with like-minded men that are looking to achieve the same goals as you have the same vision in life and just, you know, are aspiring for the same thing. So, um, going back to what you said with like growing up, let's expand more on that. Like, were there any expectations of you growing up? Did you always know you even wanted to join a frat or what was growing up like for you as a boy to a man? What was that transition? What were those choices that you made in your lifestyle? I know that's a very big question, but you can just take it from whatever end you see fit. Yeah, I'll try and uh, dissect into that. I am the only son. I'm the second to me and my sister. Um, We were very close, but we were also kind of apart for the most part. And even till now, we're still kind of a part. So I, I would say I grew up kind of by myself in a certain way of things. I had to be responsible for my own choices, my own actions. So um, I, I wasn't really like wild growing up. Um, I didn't know that I wanted to join a fraternity until my freshman year in college. So I wouldn't say I knew much about it until then. I think I just, just the way I grew up, just, you know, my my dynamic, the school I went to, the people I was around, I guess I just formed this idea of being an alpha man and being the best person that I can be. Um, mm-hmm. Just being being naturally a, a good human being, I think is the, mm-hmm. is the foundation to even approaching this yeah. subject. Just be a, yeah, mm-hmm. be a good yours. Well, that's even surprising to me because growing up in Nigeria, like secondary school, I feel like there, I had a lot of experiences then that shaped me. And when I think about men or boys back then and how, you know, it's like other, their peers had certain expectations of them and usually it was to do bad. Like it was, usually it wasn't the most, oh my God, be a better person. Like they usually want you to get into some shenanigans or treat girls a certain way, you know, things like that. I wonder how, like, did you surround yourself consciously with good people? Um, well, was, uh-huh. I definitely agree. Growing up in Nigeria was, was definitely tough. Secondary school, everyone wanted to just act out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that. That was what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you think objectively and you kind of take time to really think about your actions and the effect of your actions, you tend to move a little bit more different. Mm. We definitely, you know, definitely a lot. We made a lot of mistakes growing up. I'm not, I'm not going to say we didn't make mistakes growing up. Secondary school was a wild time. We, we didn't yep. know what we know now. <laughs> what a time <laughs> to be a, alive, yeah, baby. What, what a time to be alive. <laughs> we didn't know a lot of the stuff we were doing now. And, right. you know, you're, we're, we're not our mistakes. We're not what we do in the, in the mm. past. I think really what matters is how you approach those mistakes and how you move forward. Mm. Was there like a defining moment like that for you? Like a mistake you made that kind of woke you up, you jazzed up, and you're just like, oh, you yeah, know, I, I gotta be a man had, now. <laughs> I had a of moments. I had, I've probably had like three um, defining moments up till now. The first mm. one happened in college. That drew me very close to God. 
that allowed me to find um, my spirituality and really deep dive into the fact that there's more to life that, you know, we all have individual purpose and mm-hmm. you have to guide that purpose. You can't, you can't, you know, you can't hold it light, you know, yeah. your, your vision is, is, is divine. Everyone has divine vision. And the more you, mm. the more you push it away, the longer you just, it takes to realize or achieve. Uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. I guess now you found a different side to yourself, which is that spirituality. Um, I'm guessing from what you said with your experiences in college, and I guess like, what's your walk like now? How do you see yourself in your journey? Do you think that you've reached your almost ultimate, even in your spiritual life, or like, are you still learning something? still a student um, <laughs> and it's i feel like it's better to remain a student at life because the world changes the world is so dynamic and if you feel like you've mastered something the, like life will humble you so quick oh so <laughs> yes yeah. so at least for me i can't speak else but at least for mm-hmm. me, I, I, I prefer to remain a student and right now i'm actually a student i'm working on my master's right now okay. business analytics so awesome um, yeah stay a student um, always, always, always be teachable. Pride is is blind. Like it, it literally blinds you. So stay mm. remain humble. Yeah. It's just tragic. Some people have to find out the hard way. I mean, I feel like we all kind of had to <laughs> find that out the hard way, especially during the pandemic when I had so much time to think and reflect like on why certain things were going the way they were in my life and why I wasn't really getting to my goals quicker. And I just realized how much I was a big hindrance to my own self. And like, because I was still, you know, engaging in some of the things that weren't productive for me or weren't leading me to that best that. version. Oh myself. Yeah. Oh my god, but <laughs> self awareness is hard though. Like it's not tough, you know, when it all hits you at once. It's not the easiest thing to kind of deal with. And as a man, yeah. what was that like? Do you even you know, did you cry? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like a, a punch to the face. Um yeah, it's like for men I feel like sometimes over you know, we try and put up this appearance, this tough guy mm. that mm-hmm. we shouldn't be vulnerable and we tend to push a lot of things to the side. Yeah, I, I cry. As a grown man, I, I would say I still cry. Um it's just not mm. like wailing all the time. Like sometimes you get frustrated and you sit down and you just let yeah. all your emotions you just cry and it helps because then you can think clearly after that. Once you let you you let those emotions out, you put it all on the table, you formulate a plan, you know what you're doing next. Yeah. Formulated plan, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people get so comfortable, I feel like, or like you just are in your head and thinking of the ideas and you're not actually like doing the things to get you to where you need to be. Yeah. And I think writing, writing your goals down helps a lot. Mm-hmm. journal a lot i don't know if um if you journal but i highly recommend mm-hmm. you just write down how you feel write down what you want it's kind of like you're putting it out into the you know hopefully your angels are around picking it up and oh amen 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 mm-hmm. amen to that okay so i feel like we haven't even really defined masculinity um and from google or Webster's Dictionary, whatever the heck. (laughs) Masculinity is basically social expectations of being a man. 
And that's why I'm bringing it up now because you made a very valid point that there is a lot of, a lot of ways society expects men to be and, you know, how to act like who to be with and, um, the kind of careers that you can even pursue. You talked about even being in finance and I'm seeing that as a male dominated industry. So being in that space, do you always feel like you have to prove yourself? Do you always feel like you have to be what society expects you to be? I think I have to be who I expect myself to be. That's how I look at it. Mm. Um, unfortunately, like you said, there are some, there, there are lots of stigmas and there are lots of expectations for men. And, you know, you have to appear this way. You have to, you know, but yeah. if, if we're getting into it, yes, I, I agree. It's definitely, it's definitely a real thing. Mm-hmm. You should certainly not to say go about it, but I would just advise everyone to just really know who you are. Once you're confident mm-hmm. in who you are, you know what your goals are, you know what your, your lines are, where you wouldn't cross. Just have that as a person. And it all stems from person, just being a caring person, having compassion for us. Mm-hmm. Naturally, men are pro- we lean into that role of being a provider. I don't think it's a, a social construct. I just think it's who we are. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's one thing. Another thing that I would go into emotional vulnerability. Mm-hmm. It, it's okay, guys. Like, please, it's okay <laughs> to... <laughs> It's okay to cry. It's okay to be open. It's okay to have those conversations that you don't want to. It's like, let's, let's get into it. The longer you push these things to the side, the longer it has a hold, the longer it hurts you. The longer it holds yeah. you away from your goals, the, the longer mm-hmm. it just pulls you aside. No, you know what's, what, what, what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Just do the hunts. Just do the work right. yourself. Right. That's awesome, honestly, because I'm even thinking like, you know, that's what healthy masculinity looks like. Knowing yourself, you know, knowing your worth, being very secure, stable, confident, but not arrogant. Um, and just, yeah, being very proactive about your goals and only the business that concerns you. Okay. Men are not supposed to gossip. Now, I don't even know when they throw that shit, but <laughs> excuse my language. <laughs> but I'm just like, there's just certain things that I just feel like are unhealthy as men. And if you keep on, is it like festering those ha- bad habits or like cultivating them, then you're not going to be the ideal man for anybody really and one are those days where women are just settling for like finances now they're expecting you to do more and be more you know so i'm actually actually glad that because uh, it's so unfortunate that it has to go this way but Mm -hmm. i feel like 95 percent of the time it takes a woman to to fully make a realize Hmm. so a lot of us don't want to accept it but most if you actually think about it and go back a lot of the emotional um, emotional intelligence that men have, it, it has to do with some kind of interaction previously. Women like naturally have a higher EQ than men. Women are more emotionally intelligent um, mm. and generally intelligent than men. So I think we point should blank, also be more period. Point blank, period. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should, we should also be, we should be open to having these conversations mm-hmm. across genders and yeah. you can put everything on the table. I definitely, definitely mm-hmm. advise everyone to have, you know, there are people that they can go to about like literally everything, whatever it is. I don't think we should ever hold anything inside. We should right. always have an outlet, a healthy outlet to, 
to talk about these right. things. Definitely. I think women also need to be able to give that space for men to be yeah. vulnerable as well, because I hear a lot of men talk about having like anxiety. Um, Actually, not a lot of men. Let me just uh, retract, correct myself. I just happened to be listening <laughs> to a podcast when I was doing research on this topic. Like you really have to go deep to find men who are actually now starting to be open about, let's say, their sexuality or their mental health. And those are very real and very valid things that, I don't know, women always just like to have the front row of, which is fair and fine. But we have to remember that men are equally human beings um, in everything that they go through. Um, I think we need to extend the same grace. I will always preach that. Like sometimes you might be very set in your ways or society's ways because that's why things have always been. And, you know, I'm very much for challenging that. Like I'm very much for being aware that some things need to be fixed. We can do better, honestly. We need to start being more empathetic and putting ourselves in other people's shoes, especially across genders and kind of seeing things from both sides and how we can just help each other and grow. What you else was I going to... You touched up on it exactly. Um, really? Women need to be, oh, yeah, women need to be open to, you know, I, I definitely would, encourage everyone to a lot of women have male best friends i would definitely encourage you to start there reach out mm. and really check up on your <laughs> and see how they're living see how they're doing let them know that yeah you have this safe space that you would like to make available for them and it's mm -hmm. no judgment so whatever said here stays here yeah and there's no expectations just come as you are mm -hmm. you feel yeah you'll be surprised how easily guy guys want to talk about these stuff trust me because mm -hmm. a lot of us have been holding it in for so long mm -hmm. um, as soon as you get that safe space like they will open up yeah that's and all these things like i guess the negative effects of just kind of leaving things as they are where men are not seeking help, seeking therapy, seek being vulnerable. It's very detrimental. You're having men who are insecure, not talking about it. So they're flaring up and beating their wives or they're dealing with anxiety or shame about, you know, things that probably every single other person is going through, but just because as a man, society says, yeah. as a man, you can't go as through those man. kinds of things. It's just very messed up. I, for real, it's very messed up. And to say that men don't have insecurities, I mean, I don't know if I want to throw you out there to just maybe kind of be a very our first matter what, what's the word that just just sacrifice yourself let us know what's an insecurity that men probably deal with or maybe that you've experienced in the past and you've like moved forward from or it could even be something someone has shamed you for subconsciously and they weren't even aware that that's something that is an insecurity for you okay uh, I, I wouldn't to be honest i wouldn't say i have that insecurities but uh. Thing that I would say is if someone comes to you, they're emotionally vulnerable with, um, I think everyone needs to have a level of maturity to understand that just, you know, you don't, you don't use that as like a weapon, like two months later to try and push that person down. Um, if someone yeah. says something to you and trusts you, you should, you should never use that against them, no matter mm -hmm. what. No matter how bad things get, um, I would say that's that's the number one thing for um, because it's hard for people to open up. Things like that scar people, you know, never mm. feel like that. So mm -hmm. um, I would I would say that's the number one thing we should watch out. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's crazy. I just remembered you say you don't really have insecurities. And I'm just like, men, one thing I do need to take from men's playbook is just how good they are being so confident or maybe just being able to mask those insecurities so well and also having it's the other. It's not. We'll get I, into I that later. To address that real quick, I think you can build up your confidence. And I think that's what people should strive for. There's tips, there are things you can do mentally, physically. Like so what you go in the mirror, you do. <laughs> that works. That works for you. That works for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the number one thing I would advise people to do is just working out. Literally, um, exercise every day. Um, it, yeah. it pumps your heart. Your heart beats more. You feel more energy. You feel more en- energetic. Work out, eat mm-hmm. clean water, uh, mm-hmm. meditate, have a clear mind. Mm-hmm. These are things Jim that bro. help. Mm-hmm. Jim, bro. <laughs> <laughs> These are things that help. Mentally, just it just sharpens your. But yeah, mm. we can touch up on that another time. Okay. Well, well, I mean, I need some tips. So I don't know. You do your own. What, what is it that you're doing with gym and fitness now? Because I think I saw something on your Instagram. Do you train yes. people? So mainly, I'm into calisthenics. Um, I had an injury two years ago, so I, I had to. I went in physical therapy. I started realizing that the way I view working out was kind of toxic at first. So I had to mm. share the idea of what fitness is and what, you know, a diet is and what the healthy lifestyle is for myself. So that really pushed me into a whole different phase um, in fitness. So what I do basically is I help people get to their goals. I help people achieve the lifestyle they want. And I show, I show them that it's, it's attainable without you know, going on all these crazy diets or calculating how many calories you eat in a day or going to the gym and just, you know, hating your time in the gym, injuring yourself, lifting him. I help people have a better idea of what a healthy lifestyle is. So I train people, I put them on Mm. diets, on meal plans, which is primarily 70% whole food, 30% processed food. We still have to keep that balance. But um, I eat a lot of fruit, Mm. whole grains, drink a lot of water, all that. The only thing that I get right is eating fruits. Like I love fruits as snacks, but that's about it. Forget me in the gym. I don't know. We'll we'll probably have to start with my mindset first. So maybe I don't have a toxic relationship with the gym anymore because that's my issue. Like (laughs) to get me in there is like, I'm, I'm afraid. I don't know. I don't know why you guys do these things that make you sore and hurt and in pain. See, that's exactly what I try to. I try to help people change. That's, that's the mindset you have. You have a toxic mindset with the gym. You go to the gym, you're sore. You're hey, injured, I call me out. But it's fine. That's that's like almost. That's yeah. almost it. You have to just. It's a. It's a sweat. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. Okay, but like off topic. Like you're really in pain all the time. Like I don't think there's a day. Like that, because you guys work out consistently, and I don't think there's a day you're not in pain. Maybe that was me. Does it get better? Like, does the pain just go away? It gets it gets better because pain is literally your body like speaking to you. So our, our body can't speak. Eh? You no, know, this is wrong. So when you feel pain, it's literally your body telling you you're doing is wrong, and you need to either mm. work on your form, you need to strengthen tendons, you need to work on something in that pain area. Um, you're either lifting too much. Most likely you're lifting too much or your form is bad. So what we do is we help, uh, I, I, I tell people to first fall in love with their body. So the whole point of calisthenics is you're not weights, you're, you're using just your body. So you become mm. in with your body spiritually. You start to know yourself. You start to literally know yourself more. 
because your body is all you have, it's what you work out. So I view mm. it more as a body mind connection. That's how I look at calisthenics. There's no pain. Uh, uh, I haven't had pain in like two years. My knees don't hurt. Like nothing hurts. I put my friends on. We all go to the park every Saturday in uh, calisthenics. Wow. Yeah. One day, one day, you've managed to convince me a little bit. I'm sure he's convincing some of you all because I'm telling you, I never heard of this calisthenics before. <laughs> but I, it sounds super cool. Like it's, it's honestly something, um, I'm willing to try. But yeah, I mean, that's a very great tip for men who are, especially who are looking to be more in tune with themselves as well and know their bodies and know certain things about how they want their lifestyle to be like that their future selves could thank them for. Because I'm sure you feel the healthiest you've ever felt right now. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Okay. Let's get into dating. Dating practices. All right. So what, what I'm curious about, and I'm sure what a lot of women are curious about is what is the masculine way of searching for a woman? Like, what do men actually go out of their way to look for? Because I know there's something, you know, you have your boys that will tell you one thing, maybe they, this and this. I don't know. There's a way men do their grafting and... That's where I was talking about the whole audacity thing. But yeah, like your boys could really big up you and encourage you to move in ways that may be really good or may be really toxic and negative. So what is like the way society and you growing up, like how you used to search for women or like what qualities you look for in a woman? Let me just say that. And how do you choose now? So let's let's start what I used to do with what society because as humans, we absorb more environment. Yeah. So let's start with that. We'd say back then you look for someone who's physically attractive first. That's the first thing you see, someone you're physically attracted to, whatever your mm-hmm. preference is. And I had this idea that um, <laughs> we're attracted to the women that we saw growing up as kids. I don't okay. know what the psychological connection is, but <laughs> some people are more attracted to... Some people have preferences. I feel like that's just because of what you grew up seeing. Um, Mm. So some people are attracted to um, what, you know, they view as physically attractive. And society definitely tells us to look after the IG models, the Instagram models, the the model, you know, what what you see more. I feel like that's what your preference develops into. Um, However, now I would say I look for someone who can challenge me intellectually. I would look for someone who can hold a conversation or look for someone who emotionally is intelligent. Uh-huh. I feel like... So before to... you see all those ones, you don't see her face. You don't see no, like what said, she you, looks you, like. You, you, you're <laughs> what you see, right? Okay, like till now. Okay, let's just so be honest even, about that front. Till now. Okay. Even till now. Even till now. Because... As, like, let's be honest, as a grown man, you can still see people you're attracted to. And even in relationship, I still we're humans. Naturally, you're still attracted to them. Right. And you have uh-huh. to take emotional intelligence to know, okay, you don't act on that. Yeah, and discipline to too. Person is, that's, that's fine. Don't yeah. act on that. Have the discipline to stay committed to, to who you are. Exactly. But yeah, I would say now, look for someone, first of all, who's after God's heart. I am oh. a very spiritual person. So uh-huh. I, I tie things together a lot. Um, I feel like we're human. Sometimes I'm not my best spiritually. I need someone who's going to push me higher and not bring me down personally. That's that's what works for me. Absolutely. Who's also into fitness because when we have the same goals, it's easier to work together. Um, right. The point of coming together with someone else is to eventually build something great that would last Aww. for generations and will uh-huh. the world. 
in a better way. Right. So I'm looking for That's someone beautiful. who shares that. I'm looking for someone who shares that same vision, um, who has the same goals, who has the same discipline, the same motivation, so we can elevate. And I think that's what everyone should be looking for. Um, unfortunately, you know, growing up, tend to just think of things out of perspective. You tend to just go with your natural. As men, our natural instinct is to have that adrenaline rush, is to have that mm. that shape. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. our natural. Um, but I feel like once you dive into who you are, you dive into what your purpose is. You 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 tend to move according to that more. I'm not saying that's how mm-hmm. you are all the time, but you know, nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten, you can realign yourself more. And I think that's very important. Mm. But what do you say to people who like? Because it almost I don't know. Maybe to me, it just comes off as it seems like it's cool to not be in something committed at this stage of our lives. Like men are reaching 30, 40, and they're still satisfied without having the comfort of a woman, for instance. Do you think that, you know, having that partner is necessary for your growth? Or do you think everyone should just kind of be doing what they want? And because I don't really know, like, I just feel like some men who I guess should be ready to settle down have a fear of doing so and I wonder why that is if maybe it's also kind of an expectation thing or a an unspoken rule to wait it out as long as possible because I've seen men now have regrets almost like when they get to a certain point that it's too late to turn back I think it just it really just goes back to what what we have around us and what information works to us until about two years ago a year ago I used to tell myself that I didn't want to get married until I was like at least 30 Emilia Naira Naira in the bank account that's another thing (laughs) (laughs) you know I've lived life I've traveled the world and you know all this so I used to have that mindset because that was what was around but Mm -hmm. I would definitely give a big shout out to my friend and his fiance McKenna Oh, huge impact into reshaping gear on love and marriage. Uh, they make it look like the beautiful thing it really is, and you know oh. we don't get to see that. We don't get to see that as much anymore. Mm-hmm. So I would say having the right people around you is also a very big influence. It plays a very big influence into how you see the world. Um, yeah, do you have any fears? Mm-hmm. I was about to say, do you have any fears like when it comes to being in the dating pool right now? Yes. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's thinking about spending the rest of your life with someone because, you know, one thing that's constant of humans is change. People change. You know, mm. better every state constant. So it's scary, but I think um, you just have to take that lead. Just take that risk. Go for it. If you feel like you found something, protect it. Before you do it, mm. you to hold on to it. Mm. If you have fears, if, you, if you're scared, talk communication. Mm. It sorts out the problems that we go through. Now, just, just be honest, open about mm-hmm. it. I think that goes mm-hmm. a long way. But mm. uh, in terms of fears, I wouldn't say that it, it's natural to be scared. It's okay to be scared. Just do whatever you have to do to, you know, jump over that, that wall because it's greatness yeah. on the other side of it. Yeah, that's awesome. And a whole different, you know, further aspect that I, I cannot wait to look into more. Maybe I'll have one of your impactful friends join us that is married to tell us, you know, what expectations um or fears he had getting into marriage, what it looks like for him now, and just, you know, how to be that man, that provider, that alpha male without being caught up in 
caught up in it and losing like the emotional connection that you're sharing with your partner essentially but yeah that would be something i'm really interested in like knowing more about for sure just to close out what is something like a big takeaway that you just feel other young men should know like coming up whether it be career wise um or just in your journey in general that you felt like if you knew way sooner, you would be an even more elevated version of yourself or you would just, you just wish you had, someone had told you about. Having that relationship with God, uh, it's tough mm. in the world we live in right now. It's, it's extremely hard, but I would say just having that voice in your head, that guidance helping you navigate through these stormy waters. It's the best gift that we can have. It's, it's honestly a cheat code. Uh, mm. so that's, I would say that's the best thing. Another thing is also taking time to declutter your mind, stepping away from people. Um, like I say, we, we naturally were sponges. We just absorb all the information around us. Um, sometimes it's necessary to kind of isolate yourself and analyze your circle, see if all the information that's coming into you it's it's mm. what aligns with your goals. It's what aligns with who you are, and you know, just making sure that you have the right people in your ear. I think that's very mm. important because um, I definitely would have not made as many mistakes as I made growing up if I was able to um, discern the people I had around me better. Um, mm. So yeah, I would say just stay close to God and. Take time to reflect. I'm so glad that you were able to join me on today's episode. I feel like I've just been able to better understand healthy, loving masculinity from everything you've been able to describe and touch on, like your lifestyle, the choices that you've made and how you've just grown overall to become a better person. And I feel like we need more of you, more men like you. Um, and I'm hoping that this episode is going to touch somebody and inspire them to also like strive for the same thing so that maybe this world will just be overall a better place, especially for us women. I bet give us a break. Okay. Like <laughs> I'm doing everyone a favor. I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. And if you wanted to find Talkbit, you can find him at Okay. That's kind of public social media. So okay. Okay. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you so much for coming. And I will talk to you all in my very next episode. Catch you later, sugars. You're listening to a Cup of Mocha podcast. 